0: Okay welcome Hello. to the
1: general <laughs> the Podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Today we've got a, uh, a guest. Louise, I want to introduce you all.
0: Yeah, this is Joe Batt. We're going to be interviewing him for episode 12. 12, yeah. Yeah, um, he's got a lot of interesting stuff to say. Do you want to like quickly introduce yourself?
2: Sure, sure, person? sure. Yeah, my name is Joe Batt. I am a specialist dentist. I'm an oral surgeon and a prosthodontist. Uh, I've been in the UK for the last, say, 28 years. Uh, I run a specialist dental practice in a place called Mo Park, um, which um, is in Northwood um, and I am an implant surgeon so what I specialize in is doing dental implants so I uh, see patients who have lost their teeth for various reasons whether it be from accidents, from, uh, um, from trauma, from disease, decay, gum disease uh, and as many people lose their teeth I then go in and I replace the missing teeth with dental implants. Nice. Basically, they are, in essence, screwing teeth. So we mm-hmm. make a little cut in the gum, you put an implant in, and you put a tooth on top of it so that people can chew. Uh, because uh, for people to stay healthy, uh, you need to have the ability to chew your food yeah. uh, to mm-hmm. get the right amount of nutrition. So what I specialize in is in reconstructing people's chewing ability, uh, teeth, mm-hmm. uh, and in doing so, improve their general health, so general well-being. So that's my field of speciality. Uh, I run a specialist practice in Moore Park, which takes referrals from about 350 dental practices. Wow. Wow. Uh, so we take about 1400 referrals per year and sure. uh, it's a big center. It's a 10 surgery practice uh, in Northwood, um, probably. Um, and I'm pretty confident it the biggest uh, dental referral center in the UK. Amazing. So we've been there for uh, over two decades now and uh, going from strength to strength yeah so it's awesome. always nice to have you guys here welcome to my home well, thank you yeah thank you for having us oh, it's <laughs> a pleasure it's a total yeah. pleasure no problem at all i'm all ears i'm here to help you guys <laughs> in, your, in your journey in your quest so tell me what i can I, what can i do to
1: you yeah know? well i think just hearing about how you started that all up and yeah. know, maybe even then advice so i'm sure people will be very yeah. interested in what you have to I say i think
0: um the first question we sort of want to ask you is like growing up in india like how you decided to be a dentist and like all just the first like 20 or so years of your life like
2: sure 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 um i come from a fairly academic family sure. my mm-hmm. dad is a professor of mba it teaches mm-hmm. business management sure. uh, and he has been to the uk many times he's a he was a visiting professor for Leeds and bradford university okay. and uh, he's written three books Thank on you. corporate planning etc with a, a professor from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother is a consultant a dermatologist, a skin specialist in Birmingham. Where you guys are from? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, my mum is probably the most literate person in the in my in my family, having had uh, having done B.A.B. at ma at M.Phil. in English. So so although I'm a dual specialist, I'm probably one of the most least qualified in my family because they're all. Quite quite knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, so I did my primary education at Hy- Hyderabad, um, uh, who, which 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 uh, uh, is in the southern southern part of India. And because having come from a um, an academic family, you know, schooling and stuff like that. It, it, it's quite high up. Yeah. I went to a state school. Yeah. yeah. Um. So no private school for me. <laughs> um, only because uh, being an academic in India mm-hmm. doesn't earn you a lot of money. Sure. So I come from a middle class, upper middle class at best. Yeah. Um. Which was just about enough to send us to state school, mm-hmm. um, and have a half decent life, mm-hmm. have our own flat to live in. Oh, sure. So, um. But my ancestry prior to that come from an agricultural background so we're farmers by oh. by trade going back a few generations in fact i still have some cousins still in the farming trade so we grow mm-hmm. um Ereka, which is a type of a nut mm-hmm. used in suparis with people in a beetle nut chewing nice. and coconut and paddy etc so my grandmother uh, you know still have sure. they still have uh, farming as our main thing and growing uh, cashew uh, in, in, in in hills in southern southern india yeah. so um, that was my initial schooling background in hyderabad and then i went to a dental school in a place called manipal which okay. is also in southern india just south of goa oh okay so goa is more more uh, known for its uh, tourist attraction mm-hmm. um did my five years dental school and then i had to make a decision of what to do next sure um, do i stay back in india yeah and and fight it out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. India um, uh, population of India is such that that it's quite competitive, right. yeah. okay. um, and therefore um, surviving is challenging. Mm-hmm. And for you to survive in India, you need something that is slightly better yeah. than what the others have done. Sure. So I explored the the journey of getting some extra sp- specialist training in the US. Okay or the UK mm-hmm. so I, I looked into both I came to the UK first uh, in 1993 mm-hmm. um, we were very few of us mm-hmm. um, in, in, in the UK from the Indian subcontinent mm-hmm. um, and even fewer who actually were doctors or dentists sure. wow. um, so came over uh, as an unpaid um, doctor or dentist in a hospital mm-hmm. in pool hospital uh-huh. Um, so being the country that UK is, the yeah. cost of living is very high, yeah, yeah. so it didn't take long for me to run out of money. <laughs> yeah. So it was challenging enough at that stage, um, so I had to go and beg, borrow some money yeah. to survive uh, and we were down to the last £5 oh my God.
0: With, uh, the, Jesus. With, with, with all I had
2: was a return to get back to India. Yeah. Um, and fortunately I had a very, very supportive consultant that I worked with mm-hmm. who, um, made some necessary phone calls and I got my first paid job um, at Adbrooks Hospital in Cambridge. Yeah. Um, so that was an amazing opening for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because having <laughs> Cambridge in your CV then opened up not just windows, doors, networking, you know, networking was everything. So I uh, um, went to Adbrooks in 1994 and from there the journey of my training started. So I did my hospital training and became a specialist oral surgeon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I went from hospital to hospital from Addenbrooks in Cambridge. I went to uh, the teaching hospital in Cardiff. Okay. And from Cardiff, I went to Plymouth to the Derriford Hospital in Plymouth where a lot was of
0: moving around. A lot <laughs> of moving around. That, yeah. you know, I
2: think that was the trend at that stage. That if you're a junior doctor in a mm-hmm. hospital, you change your job every six months. Or the six the the job availability was only for six months. So you could mm-hmm. either stay on for Two lots of six months, or three lots of six months, or four lots of six months. Right, so, okay. so normally, I'm sure you've heard the story that that you should never go to the e in the UK yeah. in Jan in February or August, oh, right. because that's when <laughs> that's when all the new doctors come in. Because oh that's when God, that, that's that. when the tenure changes. Oh, I know yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know so it's, it's it's very well yeah. known in the in the industry oh, wow. that uh, that all uh, February first week and August first week. Uh, never go to the a and you have a whole new fresh breed of uh, <laughs> <personal> <laughs> dentists coming in or surgeons coming in or doctors coming in. Yeah. Uh, but I did six years of that, um, rising to a fairly decent registrar level mm-hmm. in doing um, head and neck surgery, anything above the collarbone. Okay. Okay. So trauma, cleft lip and palate, cancer surgeries, um, you wow. know, broken yeah. jaws, everything. Like it, because Cardiff is a very rough city yes, at so that stage.
1: Uh, is that consequential from you having done dentistry originally and then medicine? Correct, as well? correct. Yeah. I
2: didn't do medicine, so so, so so it's one of those specialities called oral surgery. Okay, uh, oral surgery is a specialty of dentistry, of, not of medicine. Okay, so oral surgery is anything that literally from a uh, split lip, from a punch up. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily see a doctor, you would normally see a dentist because we we specialize in this area of the face, yeah. sure. Um, and we know you know, we know what we're doing mm-hmm. from that point of view. So in Cardiff, for example, um, on a, on any given night, you would have six, you know, 60 yeah. patients coming into A&E. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Out of 60 patients, 30 would need to see me wow. or my my field. Mm-hmm. And the other 30 will see all the other specializers put together,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, orthopedics and ENT and ophthalmology and everything put together. Sure. And half would just be punched up from, rugby and mm. pub 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 <laughs> Saturday night Saturday, yeah. night, Saturday <laughs> night Friday nights yeah um so that was a big big thing so mm. sitting and handling trauma was was what I did yeah, so after six years of doing that I became a specialist oral surgeon um mm-hmm. uh, I worked with a very eminent um implant surgeon called Professor Brandon mm-hmm. uh, he is the, he was a father of implant dentistry wow. you know he, he invented dental implants so I uh-huh. was very fortunate to work with him. Uh, he was probably in his seventies then. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he has since passed away. Uh, so I I, I I, trained under him. So it was very, very useful for me to yeah. spend time with him. And uh, I remember him saying that, for you to become a good implant surgeon, you need to have some proper dentistry skills mm-hmm. uh, rather than just being a surgeon. Because all I was doing left, right and center was operating mm-hmm. and you know, opening. So I didn't use the dental drill very much at all. Yeah. He said, you need to have some restorative skills. So then I went back to dental school okay. in 1998. Oh, wow, uh, so more learning. <laughs> more learning. Three more years of full-time training mm. to become something called a prosthodontist. A prosthodontist is a person or a, who specializes in uh, different techniques of replacing teeth. Okay. You know, bridge work versus implants versus crowns and what should the how should the crowns be made in the, in the mouth, etc. Mm. So I became a prosthodontist uh, in uh, 2001 I think I was at that stage. I was 28 age-wise, and I was a dual specialist. I was an older so, so I didn't <laughs> yeah. So I was the youngest dentist in the UK to wow. be a dual specialist. Wow! Um, so there are, um, but even now, out of 44,000 dentists in the UK, uh, we have five of us who are dual specialists. Wow. So uh, that's an so amazing it's a very, accomplishment. Very, very small group yeah. because you know studying and. Uh, going and doing exams yeah. and doing hard work was was yeah. never um, a, you know, a hindrance. I was happy to go and sit down yeah. and open my books and sit down while everybody yeah. was partying. Yeah. I suppose that still helps you be at the forefront of what you do because with materials constantly... Correct. Uh, Things are out. evolving all the time. Yeah, okay. for sure. Things are evolving all the time. So, But I think it's important for, you know, for your generation and mm. my own kids mm. to, to, to realise that there's no substitute to hard work. Mm-hmm. there is no substitute to hard work so uh, the only difference was when I was doing it in the you know in the uh, um, early 90s into 2000 um very few were doing it yeah mm-hmm. you know so I was opening doors that didn't n- people didn't know existed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there were no doors there were walls we had to create doors <laughs> you know so uh, but doing that has meant that you know, you have to be a cut above the rest. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I had some good mentorship from people, and who gave me some amazing advice over the years. Yeah. You know. Who, that, who
0: do you who would you say is like giving you, like the biggest pile of wisdom, or like you can actually remember thinking like that yeah, so is yeah, stuck yeah. with me.
2: I, I I I spent some time with a dentist uh, called um, um, Gary Manning, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who's who passed away at the age of fifty two and. And he took me under his wing and he said, you know, come with me, let me go and help you train, not just in becoming a good dentist, in becoming, in learning some life, yeah, life skills. Exactly. Okay. Um, because it's all very good, um, you know, doing what you do, but you need to achieve happiness mm-hmm. through what we call a nine to five, five to nine rule. Mm-hmm. Nine to five, five to nine rule, and it's something for all of you to know, and mm-hmm. this is what I was taught when I was growing up is nine to five is what you do at work mm-hmm. and five to next day morning nine is what you do at home
3: mm. so
2: you've got to have an amazing balance because happiness is about getting that balance
1: right I like that idea so as you would almost plan and, and think quite precisely about what you're going to do in the day put that same amount of effort into how am I going to spend time with my kids you've got it you and, got it yeah, yeah there's,
2: okay. there's, so life you can. If you want to summarize it in the easiest possible way, mm-hmm. nine to five, you have to achieve happiness in your work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five to nine is what you need to achieve happiness at home. Yeah. You know, and it has to be proper happiness. You know, mm-hmm. there's one one life. Yeah. This is not. There's no dress rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> this is the real thing every day. Sure. Uh, yeah. And therefore, if you are, uh, you know, and I know many people in my own profession who are who are who love their family life but hate what they do at work, yeah. Yeah. they can't wait to finish work that day Yeah, because they're not enjoying it, they yeah. just want to finish it because they know that they have to earn something to provide for the family yeah. mm-hmm. but they can't wait to rush back home mm-hmm. and I also know people who love their job they become PhDs in teaching hospitals etc yeah. mm-hmm. who hate coming back home mm-hmm. you know, they have no happiness at home so okay. so trying to get that to nine balance is so important yeah. yeah, but I think in doing so, in finding the journey um, you know another piece of advice I was always given is you know if you want a sword like an eagle don't hang around with turkeys <laughs> okay? so yeah. you, you, you've got to be you've got to be proactively spending time with people that you, yeah, surround that, you, yourself, want, that, yeah. you that you want to relate to sure mm-hmm. you know you if you surround yourself with clever people um, you know that, that's what comes out of you of course yeah. you know? so, so instead of spending time constantly with people who uh, you know who are downtrodden and oh, negative, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. You want to find people in yeah. with a positive mindset. Yeah. So that is all part of my journey. Yeah. I you understand. know, it's been it's been a, amazing journey. But I was willing to, to to take risks. Yeah. Um. And one of the other questions I always get asked is, "Oh, was there any racism when I was when I was here in the UK?" Yeah. I think if, you know, there is racism everywhere. Yeah. In this world, mm-hmm. uh, growing up in India, um, you know, if you're in South India and if you owned a shop,
3: yeah.
2: you would want to employ people from South India, mm-hmm. so, not from North India. Mm-hmm. So that is a racism. Yeah, so yeah. so, so right. it doesn't have to be just color, it mm-hmm. can be caste, it can be which part of the country you come yeah. from. Sure. So it's there, you know, if you're a Birmingham guy, if you own a shop, you want a local. Yeah, you know Birmingham person you don't want somebody from Scotland yeah mm-hmm. you know it shouldn't happen but it does happen and sure. that's the reality of it so you've got to be strong um fight through all that yeah um emotionally i had i had a patient i remember in pool hospital who who came and um, saw me as a patient mm-hmm. and the first thing she turned is she turned to the nurse and said oh can i have an english doctor oh mm. my god you know and uh, my consultant so the nurse went and spoke to my consultant my consultant came in saying that he is as good if not better than our local graduates mm-hmm. you'll be seeing dr bat or nobody at all <laughs> yeah but that's the type of support it's good that, yeah it's get. good that you have yeah. that support yeah amazing yeah so so is there racism in this country yes but boy oh boy the intelligent people in this country
3: mm-hmm.
2: are so intelligent they've seen past it all yeah so and they well, are there to support you
1: it's also down to you as well i think if you They see you as an excellent practitioner, a lovely people person. Correct. They're seeing that before they're seeing anything else. You got it. Once they know you, they can vouch for you within your network to patients X, Y, and Z, and I think you've definitely a strength of yours from the sounds of it.
2: Out of thousands and thousands of patients you see, Mm -hmm. you'll always find one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and even now in my practice, there's some who generally prefer to see a a female dentist Mm -hmm. or a male dentist. and they're happy to compromise in the quality of care they get. Mm-hmm. They're actually happy to compromise the quality of care they get in selecting the right person. Do you
1: think wow. any of that's because, I mean, obviously, being there to an extent is quite vulnerable and intimate. With You, know, you got, to, you got do it. Do you think some of that is just being comfortable? For example, you mentioned people prefer female patient. Do you think they just want to feel more comfortable?
2: Yeah, dentistry as such, um, or the type of work that we do, you're constantly in people's personal space. Mm -hmm. The only people who get close to a patient, um, the way we do, Mm -hmm. um, is either your spouse or your partner or family, or your barber, Mm -hmm. or your
1: hairdresser.
2: hairdresser, They're the only ones who are allowed to come within a one foot distance of your face. Um, Because by the time the patient sits in my dental chair and the chair reclines backwards, their head is on my lap. This might be folklore, but didn't uh, hairdressers used to check people's teeth? Yeah, that
1: pre- previous I barber thought that was, the, that was the first thing that came to <laughs> oh, my head yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: origin, The origin of medicine dating back to thousands of years, they were called barber surgeons. Yeah, mm. Barber surgeons would do your hair and take your teeth out all at the same <laughs> you know? so, yeah, time. So yeah, barber <laughs> surgeons. If you look up barber surgeons, it's yeah. all there in history. Sure. So because even your medical GP, your doctor, if he or she came very close to you, you'd be like, Whoa, yeah, well, yeah. aren't we
0: having a conversation? Fast? Yeah, like,
2: can we yeah. help? <laughs> While in, in in the type of field that I'm in, yeah, they need to feel so comfortable that sure. they can lie practically on my lap yeah. for me to get very, very close to them. So they need to develop that super strong confidence in you mm. that mm-hmm. they will let you let themselves. Come into your personal space and vice versa. Of course, yeah. So, so that personal, you know, so you you need to when you start talking because mine is a referral center.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't have long-standing history with any of my patients. Yeah, right? because they've all been referred to me for a specific problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am meeting all my patients for the first time. Yeah. So within a consultation, I need to deliver. Yeah. That confidence to that patient yeah, the, that the the they, they can lie in mm-hmm. my personal mm-hmm. space sure. and I'm allowed in their personal space. Yeah, You know, compared to you going to see your regular dentist, you've been seeing them for years, you've yeah. grown up seeing them. It's <laughs> the same person, same face, no problem, you lie down, you yeah. get on with it. When does a problem happen? When the dentist retires. Then you're going to find another one. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's when uh, things things, you know, people lose their confidence in dentistry. Same thing happens with hairdressers yeah. or barbers. You, would they move,
0: oh my you God. will move with them. Yeah. I don't know, I was literally talking to my hairdresser about this the other day because she's been doing my hair for like five years and yeah, I think she does it very well. I was just saying, I don't know what I'd do if you moved. I, I couldn't <laughs> find anyone else, I really yeah, don't correct, know what correct, I'd do. Correct, correct. Well, I
1: think it's you know, anything, and this is your speciality above here, it's what you show people. This is you, your honesty. Mm-hmm. And they're trusting you with, you know, like your hair, your smile.
2: Yeah, when yeah. they open their mouth and they speak that's
1: the first thing people notice sometimes is
2: you know correct, correct, smile, correct. So. Re- no, data research shows mm. that that um, the first thing that is noticed is the eyes
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then the smile the smile comes second yeah. in the inter- it's not the hair mm-hmm. it's not the clothes you wear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's literally your eye contact yeah. and your smile is the first two things research has shown yeah that people notice first course, yeah. so 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 sometimes it shocks me uh, when I see some patients with beautiful hair, beautiful clothes, yeah. but mouth is oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why haven't you seen somebody about it? Yeah. Why you know? And and that is such an in, you know important thing. So that's what we specialize in. So when we see patients, I have patients who come tearful, you know, oh I cannot, you know, I cannot get intimate with my with my partner. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you know when I kiss my partner, my denture moves. Oh, my you know, so so these are these are These are problems that arise obviously in later life. Mm -hmm. You know, just because a person is older does not mean that they can't be intimate. You know, so, so, so my job is to tell Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Smith, would you like me to get rid of your denture? Mm -hmm. Would you like me to enhance your smile? Um, you know, would you like to chew better, Mm -hmm. you know, because last I checked for your heart, your liver, your kidney, your brain, for it to get its nutrition, you can put food only down there yeah. yeah you can't stick it anywhere else <laughs> so yeah. therefore people forget that teeth have a purpose yeah yeah the purpose of teeth is not for smiling it's for function mm-hmm. sure front teeth for biting back teeth for chewing yeah so when you lose teeth you're losing a function of your body
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's essential yeah because because everything else you know skin creams everything comes secondary sure mm-hmm. infection as well you know infection can primarily come through your mouth as well everything yeah. everything so the mouth is one of the most Hostile you know, a, a human bite is worse than a dog's bite. Yeah. Research has shown that. The amount of bacteria that humans have in their mouth, you know, why are we wearing face masks now for COVID? Mm. Because it's all transmitted through the, the oral oral cavity. Yeah. yeah. Can you see how the importance of the mouth? Nobody is saying, you know, you know, wear a double jacket. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Nobody's saying yeah. wear shoes and your COVID will go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, so the mouth or the around the facial areas is is super high importance and it's not being given enough importance yeah it hasn't been given importance I
0: was I was actually um thinking on that I was thinking the fact that you know you can go to your doctor for like any other ailment on the NHS and it'll be free but if you uh, is it over the age of 18 if you go to the dentist then you have to to pay which then so like for example like uh recently my gums have been bleeding I thought oh I need to go to the dentist about this and I think I have to pay like that's that's money out of my pocket like maybe I should just try and figure it out myself which I think is I don't think that's very good like why isn't the dentist free for your whole adult life like um like other medical professions are I don't really understand that there
2: is health service available for dentistry uh dentistry is free um on the NHS if you are on uh, income support and you, know, you know disability benefit and all these mm-hmm. benefits, yeah. of course, if you're earning, then then they expect you to pay. Yeah. Um, the reason they expect you to pay a, a nominal amount mm-hmm. is because NHS has finite funding, which mm-hmm. yeah. is not infinite. Yeah. So when there is finite funding, when people have got only X amount of money, yeah. Um, money gets spent in in looking after care of the elderly mm-hmm. or orthopedic surgery or hip replacements and heart surgeries because people are living longer and longer yeah so sure. the funds get spent in heart surgeries and brain surgeries and cancer operations etc so by the time it comes to dentistry there isn't much money remaining mm-hmm. yeah. so therefore they're expecting patients to fund part of their treatment mm-hmm. yeah. you know so I don't think it's wrong yeah I, um, I think money should be spent in looking after older population Mm -hmm. um because they are the ones who get more ailments Mm -hmm. but because people are living longer the average life expectancy has gone through the 70s into late 70s early 80s now it's average life expectancy is in the mid 80s Mm -hmm. Mm that's a lot of time you know people during the second world war lived to 50 Yeah. yeah you know so as people live longer you need more money to keep them alive yeah. awesome. more nursing homes you know more uh, more eye operations because people are getting blind because they're getting older mm-hmm. right. you know the eyes and the you know the teeth were not designed to to survive 80 years yeah
3: yeah
2: they were designed to survive 60 years sure
3: that's
0: really yeah. interesting
2: actually. you know so the longer people live the more innovations have to happen in people having better eye surgery so they can see better yeah. you know um, and hearing aids you know uh, yeah and all this stuff so people are living longer people want quality of life mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: so funny. we are fortunate to be in the UK that you can have all this
3: Yeah.
2: imagine you in the middle of central Africa
0: I was literally thinking as uh, soon as that was the picture India. in my head yeah, of yeah. like an African man with like teeth should they should yeah. be, um, yeah.
2: uh, these uh these branches sugar yeah, and all that
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, but um I was thinking because you know this is kind of seeing teeth largely as we spoke in of the cosmetic element to it and how it presents your face but I suppose they could be missing a trick in just Initially catching something, so we have said how we see our barbers all the time. We trust them to back in the day of, of, of seeing all these things, and I guess so. For example, opticians check your eye for um, the blood vessels for diabetes. Correct. So somebody might not go to the doctor because of mistrust of doctors for diabetes, but they they're, know, missing, they're, they're their, missing something. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I suppose as, a, as you
2: know, as a dentist, you might catch something that. All the time, yeah, they I was thinking. Yeah, I was yeah, catch, dentists allow. catch yeah. oral cancers the most, much wow. more than doctors. Yeah. And guess what, oral cancers is right up there. I think it's the second highest incidence of cancers mm-hmm. in the world, is oral cancer. So is quite high head and neck. Cancers correct, there, yeah. correct, because you're right, close to the heart, a yeah. lot of perfusion, a lot of blood supply. Hence, I always encourage my patients, you need to have regular checkups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Louis is just talking about, you know, he had some bleeding mm-hmm. gums. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's deciding, should I do that <laughs> I, because I don't want to spend the money. Yeah. I would rather spend it on ASOS to buy this stuff. Because you know, so. But but the surprising thing of it is, is, yeah. is is if you brush your gums and your teeth and see blood when you spit it out, it's like you know, if you scratch your hair or head or your skin and you see blood on your fingers, you'll do something about it. Yeah. When it happens in the mouth, it's fine. It's inside the mouth, Nobody's going to see it. <laughs> yeah. And people miss out on a trick on, on identifying disease early. Yeah. You catch it early, the fact that somebody's mouth bleeds or the gum bleeds is because the body is telling you mm-hmm. that there is a problem. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to go to the dentist now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: no. There's a problem. Yeah. And, and it's very important for you to figure out what is the problem. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, once you become an adult, you're on your own you if you if you you know see such clear signs that there's a small issue if you deal with it early mm-hmm. you get rid of it yeah you know if you let it fester and progress and progress then you end up with more trouble but mm-hmm. you know one of the highest r- reasons for people losing teeth is gum disease yeah and that happens in later life so young people think oh, I want to lose it it's fine you know a bit of problem fine yeah but as you get older if you start losing teeth Chewing becomes an issue, uh, health becomes an issue because research has shown that the stomach enzymes if I I took out all of your teeth in your current age it will make very little difference because even if you ate your meat with bigger pieces Mm -hmm. the stomach enzymes are strong enough Mm -hmm. to digest your food and keep you healthy. Mm -hmm. By the time you go into your 40s and then 50s and then into your 60s the stomach enzymes get weaker okay. so therefore you need to chew your food and crush your food better so that by the time it comes into your stomach the stomach enzymes can work on it and keep you healthy mm-hmm. so if you can't digest it because you don't have much bad teeth the stomach will tell the brain the brain tells the eyes the eyes tell the hands then i can't eat that meat so you tend to leave the meat alone mm-hmm. and you eat other things so that's when the body's nutrition starts to dip because mm-hmm. now you're being selective about what you can and can't eat because you know that you can't digest some of these needs mm-hmm. yeah okay so as soon as that happens it becomes a cascade of problems yeah you know god forbid if a patient gets admitted to a hospital
3: mm-hmm.
2: he get fed pureed food mm-hmm. why is it pureed yeah. because it's easy to digest mm-hmm. yeah. and for a person to recover in hospital you've got to have nutrition. Mm-hmm. So therefore pureed food. So I tell my patients, you need to have a good set of teeth or a decent blender. <laughs> not, because both will yeah. do exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. It crushes the food. Yeah. It crushes the food, it goes in your stomach, The enzymes work on it, digest it, removes your proteins and your carbohydrates and your minerals and vitamins etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that what keeps you healthy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you start becoming selective, you start looking at a menu and saying, I can't eat this, I can't this because I know I can't digest it. Yeah. I'm only going to eat this and this. Suddenly, you're starting a chain reaction yeah. where you're making your liver fail and your kidneys fail, and mm-hmm. your you know. Yeah. So teeth super important guys. No,
1: definitely. I mean, we um. I hope she will my same, we won't name her. But we have a cousin who's uh, currently just getting some scans done. With really bad pain in her hip, mm-hmm. um, and they think that it might have been something to do with a, a tear and some fluid buildup, but it might be infected. And she had a toothache two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And they think the infection from that Great. might have had something to do with that so you might think okay well i've hurt myself from exercising its exponentially got worse because of again
2: oral i so, say this to my patients yeah. all the time that the blood going to your mouth unfortunately is the same blood that's going to your heart mm-hmm. same blood going to your kidneys liver everywhere else mm-hmm. you can't say well oh, that's mouth not connect if you had a dental infection mm-hmm. i could take a sample of blood from your toe mm-hmm. and you grow the same bacteria mm-hmm. that grows in the mouth sure no. There is no difference. It's the same yeah. blood that circulates around. Human body is extremely complex, yet it's still simple. Yeah. yeah. It's not rocket science. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it, it's basic in the sense of you take care of every element. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a whole. You're fine. Yeah. You know, because the amount of time that we spend in having baths and showers and stuff that, that same amount of time if you spend it on fundamental hygiene elements. Yeah. You'll have no problems
1: <laughs> so um that's really really interesting uh so we touched on COVID a little bit earlier and i wanted yeah. to ask you i mean there's so much that comes with that in terms of how you practice that we can speak about as well but i wanted to ask you with people wearing masks at least over the last year and potentially how you know someone on into the future um do you think the fact that we can't see people won't be able to see people's teeth and smiles means they'll be less sort of conscious of it and less likely to do something and is there a worry that we will less likely see our dentist because we can cover up our teeth and Bad breath and
2: whatever else, totally. Masks. What is happening is, masks is obviously hiding a lot of uh, um, yes. uh, bad stuff, yeah. uh, and also for some reason, dentistry or oral health has been low priority to start with mm-hmm. because it's been low priority to start with, and now they have an added reason oh my god, I don't want to go out there and catch COVID.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: People have stayed back from visiting dentists even more, mm-hmm. and that will invariably, invariably result in undiagnosed dental issues, Mm -hmm. undiagnosed gum problems, and worse, undiagnosed oral cancer. Mm -hmm. Because oral cancer, if you pick it up early, it's treatable with amazing success. Mm -hmm. You let it progress, suddenly you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Once the cancer moves on to the lymph nodes of the neck, Mm -hmm. suddenly you're talking about bigger procedures, bigger surgeries, Mm -hmm. and that makes higher mortality you yeah. die sooner yeah yeah so 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 th- that has been a concern so we have been trying to share that on social media with with, with you know with our yeah. you know oral health awareness yeah so, um, but it takes a while to penetrate through a whole population yeah mm-hmm. you know it's not that easy yeah. yeah and understandably they are hesitant to come to a dental practice because of chance of catching COVID mm-hmm. uh, but most practices including mine we are so well prepared with the right PPE mm-hmm. um, so every time currently every time we see a patient which generates an aerosol, okay. aerosol is generated by a dental drill mm-hmm. that you hear mm-hmm. that sound with a little water spray yeah that's an aerosol mm-hmm. so as soon as you do a dentistry with an aerosol
3: yeah.
2: once the patient leaves we vacate the room for half an hour oh. mm-hmm. So we wait for the aerosol to settle. Yeah. Then the nurse goes in, wipes the floor completely mm-hmm. before we even see the next patient. Sure. So unfortunately, we are having to see lesser number of patients. So our revenue has dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we still rather do the right thing. Yeah,
0: 100%. Revenue. So we have,
2: so every AGP, it's called an aerosol generating procedure. Mm-hmm. Every time we use a dental drill, not for checkups. So after a checkup, we call the next patient in away. Mm-hmm. after a basic clean. But anything that generates an aerosol, we vacate. Yeah. So what we are trying or encouraging our patients to do is to make sure that we can do multiple treatments in one go. Mm -hmm. So we keep the patient with us for longer. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to do one filling here, come back next week, do another filling here. If they've got, if they need three fillings, we try and convince them, please have them done together. Yeah. Yeah. Because at least then that becomes part of one AGP. Sure. Yeah. So by the time the patient leaves, we are having to clean once, patients treatments are sorted they don't have to come back next week or the week after so we are taking steps like that but the problem is you know if a patient needs extraction and a crown Mm -hmm. and maybe a couple of white fillings um then it becomes a matter of economics can they afford to have three treatments done you know are they are they currently being furloughed and sitting at home have they even got a job you know have they lost their job from this pandemic mm-hmm. yeah. so so all there's so many factors that influence the business yeah so of course we want to care for our patients but it comes at an economic cost yeah, yeah. 100%. You know? and, and and patients then say oh you know can I pay it over a long period of time do you do you do finance and you know it's all these kind of questions because mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know the reality of life is that um,
1: it you know, costs money. It costs yeah. money. Yeah. Most definitely it does. I mean Louise is telling me you have quite a lot of business. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted
0: things. to get into like just in general how you use your capital in other avenues of, of life. Sure. Sure.
2: Sure. I think, I think um, with regards to any business, mm-hmm. you need to have two main focuses.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: One is how to earn the money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And second is how do you make money earn money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are two different sciences
1: mm-hmm.
2: how to earn money is my dentistry mm-hmm. yeah so for me doing treatment it earns me money mm-hmm. but it's also important then I don't take the money leave it in the bank yeah and earns me 0.1% interest mm-hmm. yeah which is next to nothing while if the bankers have taken my money yeah. the banks and lent it to people at 5% yeah so they're giving me 0.1% mm-hmm. yeah. and they're lending it to other at five percent yeah yeah so you need to therefore know or spend some time figuring out yeah not only how do I earn money mm-hmm. so you're doing what the courses that you're doing and mm-hmm. Maya is doing her law mm-hmm. and wants to be a lawyer that will earn her the money
3: mm-hmm.
2: so then you need to spend at least some yeah. degree of time some time from your day to figure out once I've got the money what do I do with it mm-hmm. okay other than spend it and have a ball <laughs> and have parties and do it for you yeah. <laughs> but the the balance the yeah. saving bit mm-hmm. how do I save yeah. what will give me the best return mm-hmm. so I spend time with with my kids you know uh, trying to figure out right, like, how much will you have remaining mm-hmm. should you divide that into maybe you know investing in a property at some, yeah. s- at some yeah. stage you know mm-hmm. should you be putting some money aside to uh, to get a property you know balance of money can I buy some stocks and shares. Yeah. If you buy stocks and shares, for example, you, at your age, you don't have time to monitor it. Mm. Yeah. So what you should do? Should I therefore not invest in stocks and shares? No, you should still invest in stocks and shares, but you buy FTSE 100 companies, you know, top yeah. companies. Yeah. The, the GlaxoSmith clients of this world, the AstraZeneca's of this world, yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, the BPs and, uh, you know, so you you buy uh, premium Shares yeah. of mm-hmm. premium companies that you don't then need to monitor it, yeah. you just buy the shares and leave it there long yeah. term. Long term. Mm-hmm. You got it, so you don't buy risky shares, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so that's one one, one yeah. avenue. So, you have to figure out all these little things, and it you know, and then you 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 catch the bug, you know, you, you you really then want to research, you know, yeah, more yeah. of that, you know. So, so yeah. earning money is one thing, getting your money to earn you money it's a yeah. whole different science <laughs> and is. that is a bit that that sometimes the high academics don't have the time to do it yeah yeah so they try and then employ financial advisors yeah you know, you know oh i'm an i'm an ifa i'm an independent financial advisor i can invest your money to make you more money if they were that clever they would all be multi-millionaires yeah <laughs> if ifas were that clever everybody would be sitting in the bahamas mm-hmm. yeah you know they're not because sometimes their their ability to spot a good bargain is as good as your ability. Yeah. To spot a good yeah. Bargain.
3: Yeah.
0: You know
2: that is yes they do a bit more research so maybe I'm not giving them full credit. But <laughs> no, but, but if yeah. all IFAs were that good, if all financial advisors were that good, they'll all be multimillionaires. Yeah, mm. for sure. You know, it's so like, like,
1: um, even uh, every company needs a website. or business website. People think I don't know how to make a website, but all if, you, if your, you spend yeah. a weekend <laughs> learning. Got it, got you can do it, it yourself, but yeah. it's just oh, that's not for me. But you can yeah. learn yourself on the internet these days. Exactly. No excuse not to learn anything. Like
0: when we even started this podcast, we were like, "How do we do it?" <laughs> like do we need to hire you know, someone, editor. and then just edit yeah. yourself, and then you'll realize you don't have to spend money or do all this trying to get people to do it for you. Like for example, like even if you, even if you're doing something like I go to uni, but in my spare time, I don't want to be wasting time. Doing stuff that's not going to help me in the long run. I can be You're learning right. more and more and more and more yeah. on how to do stuff that are going to be- benefit me. Maybe not like right now, but yeah, in the future.
2: Yeah, yeah. For sure. With all of these things, if you are doing a podcast, mm. before you start making podcasts, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have done this already, but I'm just kind of you know because you'll be doing this sure. for many more years yeah. to come. You need to have an objective. What are you doing it for? Mm. What is your target? Mm-hmm. Who is your target?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And what are you trying to portray what are you trying to what information do you want to decipher yeah what do you want to teach Mm
3: -hmm. you know
2: why why would viewers want to go to your podcast you know yeah Yeah. what is your you know um uh, you know main selling point yeah the usb yeah you know what is your unique selling picture so that you can try and uh, and uh, you know the businesses that do best Mm Are the ones who have identified their target audience. Yeah, yeah. Selfridges, Harrods, mm-hmm. doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Prima, doing really well mm-hmm. because they have identified which part of society do they want to target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ones that struggle are the marks and Spencers of this world. Yeah. yeah, they're not sure should they be catering for the for the for the lower socioeconomic economic um, personnel yeah. mm-hmm. or should I be targeting the rich people. Mm-hmm. they're lost yeah they're the ones who oh, all my participants lose losers chairs again yeah. yeah surprise surprise you know yeah. <laughs> you know you never see harrods going bust yeah, yeah for sure you know and yeah. and, and, and and prime money yeah. You know? yes. yeah, like <laughs> yeah
1: yeah 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 it's by listening as well i guess so i mean you can do all the research in the world whatever but you've got to listen to the market you've got to listen to the customers and you see yeah. Okay, let me adjust this you've got to move with the times especially now i worked in um e-mark kind of digital marketing things of like that and it's all about how uh, physical stores are the thing of the past i mean we all know amazon and what they're doing yeah yeah, yeah. We're yeah. Gonna We're gonna adapt to
2: to, you know uh, single single right now and um, yeah. the biggest businesses currently are the businesses that don't own anything mm. yeah zero yeah amazon they don't own anything mm. you know if you look at um uber yeah you yeah. they, they don't own a single car yeah you know they have made a business out of not owning anything so they didn't have any employees until, until yeah. last month yeah. <laughs> yeah. Airbnb yeah. don't own a single yeah. property mm. they don't own a single so these are people who are making money literally by oh you have something they need something yeah, yeah. oh I could put you in touch with them yeah. but in the process yeah. can you give me some money mm-hmm. EBay, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. you know Yeah.
2: so so their outlay is zero Yeah. Mm-hmm. they own nothing Yeah. you know so if you look at you know um you know, like I said, Amazon's of this world. You know, yes. or, or or eBay. Mm. eBay. eBay owns not yeah. owns nothing. Mm-hmm. You just want to sell something. Somebody wants to buy it. I'll get you in touch with this person. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. Huh? Okay. In the process, can I please have a little, you know, little share of your money? Yeah. And and these are the biggest economic, uh, you know, successful yeah. so, uh, so, yeah. companies. And 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 that's where, um, you know, older companies. If you're into computers. The biggest success came when, when Hewlett-Packard was selling computers, etc. Then the company called Dell yeah. mm-hmm. that came to the market. Now, Dell, Dell did a very clever thing. They did not have any computers yeah. to sell.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: None. So they were one of the first ones who were clever enough to say, OK, we're going to set up a, a, a computer sale company
3: mm-hmm.
2: whereby you can tell me I want this microchip this server this yeah. screen this uh, keyboard and this mouse yeah mm-hmm. and you pay me your money mm-hmm. the day you pay your money I start building it for you yeah so instead of going to you know curries and computer world yeah. etc whereby you can go and pick something off the shelf yeah. if you go to any of these computer worlds and curries you will never find a Dell computer there yeah mm-hmm. personalization you yeah. got it mm-hmm. you got it now it's about personalization so Dell said, I'm not going to own a single computer, mm-hmm. but I'm going to start building it after you placed your order and after you paid your money. <laughs> yeah? I'll start from that point onwards. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that revolutionizes the whole thing. You look at Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, Apple want wanted to take control. This said, Apple. Ah, you know, Apple Music. You mm-hmm. know, uh, how they store data. Yeah, you know, so everybody else had to follow yeah so it's, it's how good
1: are you at controlling the market and there's mm-hmm. a subscription model as well now so if you look at Netflix I mean yeah. they do own some of their own things uh, I don't think there will be a time where we may not even own our own cars you just pick on the app which car you want to come uh, come to your driveway it's it's and you have a Ferrari today or you have something yeah. else the next day yeah
2: so yeah I, I think so I think with regards to even cars for example um you know the you know we have a car here mm-hmm. which we lease mm-hmm. yeah I think it's at about four hundred pounds a Amazing, month, yeah. mm-hmm. which the same car, if you had purchased it, yeah. it would have lost more than that in the the day you drive out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah, So, so now we can use this car for maybe eighteen months, two years, yeah. it with a brand new one.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, so so you don't have a massive outlay of of thirty thousand mm-hmm. pounds to put towards a car, and you can lease it. Mm-hmm. you know and you you know you don't have to look after it they service it for you they'll tax it for you they do everything yeah
3: yeah
2: everything so much so they even have a track of so it they know where the car is you know yeah if you lose your car they'll tell you where the car is <laughs> yeah you know? yeah so it exactly. makes it makes it so much easier yeah
1: for you know? sure.
2: but businesses are you've got to be smart yeah you've got to be better than the next competitor mm-hmm. yeah you know you've got to portray yourself because challenges of the world are such yeah that, that even in dentistry for example you know you can earn um 100, 150 pounds an hour,
3: mm-hmm. it's
2: still a lot, mm-hmm. to a thousand pounds an hour.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, so one could be earning, you know, in a year what another dentist would take ten years to earn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both are dentists, but one is just is clever. So yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So so you know, there's some amazing stories that I grew up listening to. You know, and yeah. and for me, um just being clever and doing well in studies is not Isn't the key to enough, success. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. is not the key to success. Yeah. One yeah. of well, the key to success is what do you do with your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how do you spend it? You know, and, and you need to make um, the other aspects of finances a hobby.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You yeah. Know, if you make it into a hobby yeah. and make it into a habit, yeah. um then success will come. Yeah. If it becomes a chore, oh, I don't want to handle money, I wish, yeah. I wish somebody else can do it for you. Yeah, then then your yeah. entrepreneur skills are not there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Luckily, entrepreneurial skills you are born with it, but you can always develop it too. Sure. If you don't have it, you can make it happen. Yeah, um, and that's important. Definitely, you know. Definitely. So you need to, you know, it's it, 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 it's it's a beautiful world out there, but it's a competitive world. Yeah. yeah, and you need to have the ability to, to to go grab it. Mm-hmm. It's there. Opportunities are there mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, you know. Hundred um, percent. And and make making making success a habit. Mm-hmm. It is so important yeah okay because habit is a this habit is a special word i've always looked at habitism well. you know why is it uh hard to quit smoking because yeah. smoking becomes a habit yeah mm-hmm. you know habit if you, h-a-b-i-t if you took h out you still have a bit yeah You yeah. <laughs> know, you take the a out yeah you still have a bit yeah, yeah. You still take the B out, you still have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so it's one of those words that, that even if you take the I out, you still have the small T, the traces, traces, because yeah. it's so hard to kill. Yeah, yeah I
1: think people are very much aware of physiological addictions, you know, alcohol, drugs, but many very people aren't aware of psychological addictions. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can, I think, even to get rid of smoking, nicotine batches, sometimes they don't work, people can put more on e-cigarettes. But if you just put a stick in between your mouth, like that, or chew gum or something, so you just have the physical mm-hmm. habituation of, of that, you got it. You get off the nicotine, but keep the habit, and then you can get rid of the habit, things like that. So, you know, definitely true, yeah, definitely true, massively. Yeah, so yeah,
2: it's amazing. Yeah. but so. I, think, I think, I think, um, you know, my you know, I'm clearly seeing um, a change in trend in the newer generation. Mm-hmm. People are being to realize these things faster, yeah, yeah, um, and and um, you know, gone are the days when people would do. A subject in a degree just because they want to get a degree yeah you know yeah you know, a lot of our bankers in the U- UK if you ask them are we we have friends oh what do you do as a degree I did zoology yeah yeah. Right? Like, how do you end up in banking yeah. yeah it's the same thing you just get to learn things and then you go become... no wonder the world is banking collapse. Yeah. But yeah. All they knew was marine biology. <laughs> yeah. You know, nobody came from a financial background yeah. to then become a banker. Yeah. So, you know that so that trend is now changing back mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. You know, people would do, you know, oh I did a law degree. Why I just wanted a degree and it's like law degree. I did sure. But now people are taking on degrees at an earlier age yeah. with the intention of pursuing that subject. Mm-hmm. because therefore they have a massive head start. Yeah. Mm-hmm on somebody else. Yeah. You know, They've been learning, for example, law for all those formative years of your life. The 17, 18, seventeen, eighteen, ninety when your brain is like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you end up taking up a subject that you never had interest in, yeah. Yeah. You know, so do you know it's nice to do history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then become a historian. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Nice to do a subject in a in a chemistry, then take up chemical engineering. Yeah. You know? So because then you have a head start of that knowledge and it's it's put into you and yeah. you know yeah. uh, but fortunately, if on the unlikely event that it's not the subject for you, sure, mm-hmm. no problem. You gain a lot of information yeah. and a lot of knowledge, but but don't do a degree just for the sake of degree. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, just about it, like
0: when you, I was, sorry, you don't have to have this interview, but I, I was really toying with the idea of doing history over law yeah and my dad was like just do law do it because yeah you, and i could not be more grateful like that was the best decision on mm. the day because i've come and absolutely love the subject and now i know i want to be a, i want to be a lawyer yeah. i want to do it exactly so yeah. i'm so glad that yeah even like opposite be, to me yeah, like, I, was say I, I was thinking maybe i should just do law for the sake of doing law because it's like yeah. a it's a higher subject then i thought well i love politics and i actually want to be in politics when i'm older yeah. so why did not i just do politics and now now
1: i've done it yeah so i was thinking something yeah. about this earlier so i did as i told um i just i did four years of engineering because it was the safe bet i had an interest in it i have interest you know in lots of things but it was the safe bet really i always had interest in in psychology and i want to be a therapist and i'm, I'm kind of converted to do that but i think yeah i could have saved myself a lot of time a lot of money yeah uh going off that to begin with so i think you're just doing the inevitable if you know what your passions are and you're yeah. just doing a safe person. It's pressure though as well, like, let's not
0: forget the importance mm-hmm. of parental pressure as well. Like, if your parent wants you to, there's been instilling in you, okay you have to be a doctor but really you want to be a historian, like, mm-hmm. it's a risk, it's
2: a, it's a yeah, yeah it's a good risk. I think that's where, in my personal opinion, you're right, mm-hmm. there's some pressure, there's some peer pressures from yeah, other people, but I think the closer you are to your kit and kin, you know mm-hmm. your your dear, you know near India, mm-hmm. your parents, mm-hmm. your you know people that you look up to, yeah. Yeah. And the more open you are with your discussions mm-hmm. to say, you know what, Dad or you know what, Uncle, you know I've really been thinking about this. What do you think? And and they are genuinely, and if they are if they genuinely care, they'll yeah. find you some work experience. Mm-hmm. You know, spend a day here. Yeah. See what you think. Yes, yeah. You know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But why don't you spend a day here? Mm-hmm. Why is here? I mean yeah. I, I, I take a lot of you know kids who want to do dentistry, they come to my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, we pretty much have hundred percent uptake. Mm-hmm. People who come and visit our practice who had some inclination doing dentistry, do dentistry. Yeah. yeah. Because we motivate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spend I was gonna say time.
1: I think a lot of that is you. I think when you see people have a passion which you clearly have, mm-hmm. that's that's contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct,
2: correct. Yeah, yeah, because 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 uh, you know you can you can clearly see for, to even to develop an interest in dentistry, mm-hmm. it's hard work. Yeah. You're like, oh I'm going to be looking at the smelly mouths all day. It's not quite like that, you know? It's massively a holistic kind of treatment mm-hmm. that you're treating and improving general health. Um, so when they come in and spend time with us, um, you know, in our practice we and a lot of dentists because they don't like their own job. Mm-hmm. They're not even motivated to get somebody else in to do our experience. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: you know they're not even interested. They don't even take people the because they don't want
0: to. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're like, don't do it. In the end, they'll probably be like, don't do it. Yeah,
2: then don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. So in our case, the way we've done it in our practice, again, I'm willing to share this because it's an important way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Is is um we have our own in our practice have our own CSR. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of CSR. It's called corporate social responsibility. Okay. It's mm-hmm. my, my is. Is my responsibility to my society. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I have my own CSR fund. Mm-hmm. So I would get the implant company to donate some money to my CSR fund. So on an average, for example, last, not last year, COVID year, the year before, we raised nearly 25,000 pounds. Wow. Right? So then we target, um, uh, you know, aids that we can then help out, etc. Mm-hmm. But how do I get that pot? Mm-hmm. One of the ways I get my pot is is by offering work experience in yeah. my practice. Mm-hmm. So I get a student over mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we tell them that it's a two-day work experience. Mm-hmm. We will spend our time with you and help you mm-hmm. to understand the industry. But in return, we would like a cheque for £100. Pounds. Mm-hmm. But here's the catch in this. We make sure that the cheque is made payable to. For example, we support Michael Sorbel House, which is a hospice mm-hmm. where patients go in their final days to die. Yeah. So hospices are always looking for funds. Mm-hmm. So we make sure that the check is made payable to Michael Sorbel House, mm-hmm. so that the parents who are writing the checks out know that it's not the dentist making the money. Yeah. yeah. So we say that for the time that we give you mm-hmm. or your yeah. child, yeah. we want this person to benefit. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we have our own CSR, which we developed about five, six years ago. M- businesses should do that,
3: mm. every I mean, business I mean, yeah. should do that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So everybody should have their own CSR projects, and we have a CSR project which we, which we, we, we divide half and half, half UK based projects and half, um, normally we select, you know, Africa based projects, yeah. you know. Uh, so, from our little place in Northwood, yeah. we're mm-hmm. supporting a charity somewhere thousands and thousands of miles yeah. away. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, and businesses can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, law firms should be willing to take people on for work experience yeah. mm-hmm. and say, right, as part of us helping you, yeah, please help us yeah. develop this course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Right. yeah, and then everybody benefits from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, so so CSR important. Mm-hmm. Every business should do it. I think we probably are looking at once we're up and running, mm-hmm. get close to. 50k mm-hmm. yes. so we have our own so we have done everything so we you know the girls in the practice have been you know washing cars for money yeah they've been uh, we uh, sent out a team to a local uh, autistic school mm-hmm. uh, to paint the school so we paid for the painting of the autistic school yeah um we have a dementia cafe
3: mm-hmm.
2: in uh, in northwood okay. which um uh, where if your parents suffer from dementia they mm-hmm. can't do everything. The children can bring their father or mother to the dementia cafe, have coffee, a cake, biscuit, it's all paid for, mm-hmm. it's free. Put it in. So you know, so so little things, we yeah. can all do these things, you know, so I think. Is that cafe um, only, for,
1: only for dementia patients, uh, dementia kids or is it
2: more No, than... I, think, I think there is no, there is no money exchanging hands there. Mm-hmm. But it's called the dementia cafe, so nobody will come and take yeah. take oh, the Mickey yeah. out of it you know well, I, so people can come in with an elder it doesn't basically have to be dementia an elderly parent yeah you know uh, and they want to get their parent out of their house so they put them in a wheelchair and come to this cafe mm. to sit down and have a coffee together
1: amazing, yeah man. you know yeah, no, i work for a charity has a similar concept so oh, called like, cafes. oh yeah yeah um and what they are are so obviously there's stigma around certain mental health and so you go to this cafe, either just to access some resources or to meet with somebody and have a conversation over a coffee-free cake, like you say. Yeah. Or sometimes it's to help local business and you pay the cake. And you're speaking to get some sort of support, but no one knows why you're there. Mm-hmm. So there's no stigma attached. You're just there having a conversation brilliant. with somebody. Yeah. And they, um, the charity is trying to get involved with more cafes like, like that one. And that's why I just found it an interesting connect. But yeah, brilliant. So these are little, little things that
2: we are doing, yeah. you know, and and, and as. Time goes on, we'll be expanding the things that we, we donate to, mm-hmm. you know. And the good thing about this is the entire team um, is involved in it. So, mm-hmm. so, in my practice, including the clinicians and the reception, hygienists, nurses put together, we are 58 of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a big team. Yeah, we're open six days a week, it's a 10-surgery practice. Yeah, um, but everybody's involved, and what we do is when we have our little CSR meetings, yeah, we we look for the local causes mm-hmm. uh, which would benefit from it. We make a list and we have a show of hands as to yeah. which one yes. would we like to support. Yeah. We do feel bad that some other ones will not benefit. Yeah. yeah. But but by by getting the team on board
3: mm-hmm.
0: and
2: finding the common cause that ticks everybody's buttons, yeah. you know, yeah. it makes the project even more real yeah. because it's a real thing. It's going to yeah, like a community yeah. as well, you know. And amazing. earning money is one thing. Having a responsibility towards your own local society, it's so important. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no greater happiness than that, I think. Yeah. True.
1: Yeah, True. That's, that's absolutely amazing work. That's absolutely amazing work. Well, this has been... Yeah,
0: I think that was a brilliant thing done Yeah, end, yeah, yeah you, fantastic. Yeah. Help exactly. everyone, guys. Just people don't help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, definitely. I think, no, I think you're right. I think there's so much, whether it's books or people that are success, the best thing they've ever done is either the mentors, mentoring somebody mm. or... Um, or giving back to, to somebody especially local communities so i think that's mm-hmm. an amazing message to to share with everybody
2: no it's a pleasure being here thank you so much for the invite yeah. um, <laughs> you know and 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 you know if there's anything we can do in the future to collaborate please mm-hmm. let me know yes um we'll share me the link as well i'll put it on my social media yeah we'll podcast put
0: too. any links you want in the description definitely
2: so yeah their teeth sorted out we obviously heard um, amazing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's been interesting it's been like i said I, I do my own podcast but obviously dealing with in you know in the field of dentistry, mm-hmm. uh, so it's nice to be able to spend some time with you guys. Yeah, yeah um, But you know, local messages are powerful messages. You know. Yeah. Yes. You know, but but for success, you have to get up and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the you know it it will not come to you. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes for free. Yeah. yeah. You got to go get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and even I mean I'm fifty, nearly fifty one now. Mm-hmm. I still have this. I get up in the morning and yeah. I get like, wow, I get to be a dentist. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30 years on, mm-hmm. you know, this is my 28th year as a dentist. Mm-hmm. I still love, I, I love getting up in the morning Amazing. going to work because, because you know, yes, I get rewarded for it. Yeah. You know? uh, money is funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, should, it should change hands. It shouldn't change people. Yeah. You know? So it's very important for us to make sure that that you pick a profession yeah. for yeah. you guys, for mm-hmm. your age group, that you love getting up in the morning for Yeah. You know? because, because if you go for... Well, you know the 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 pleasure of doing something Mm -hmm. the money will follow
3: yeah
2: Yeah. you go for money it will never get get you there yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. never get you there like happiness (laughs) correct yeah correct yeah okay brilliant
0: Brilliant.
1: (laughs) yay
2: all right guys well
1: we're we're
0: we're done and cut